The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Welcome back to Do Joy, my beautiful love bugs out there. I hope you are stepping into this shiny, mysterious, full of potential new year with all the grace and compassion for self and others and joyful expectation that we've all been practicing together here throughout 2022. My cosmically savvy friends have assured me that 2023 is a year of opportunity, of seismic shifts, if that's what your journey is ripe for at this point. And I certainly look forward to navigating all of this yummy potential together with you all this year. One new thing that we're doing over at Joy School is we're offering monthly workshops in Vibration Elevation the first Monday of every month. You can read about it at lisamccourt.com. I teach those with my beautiful soul sister, the gifted intuitive Victoria Shaw. And speaking of those kinds of gifts, I have a super wonderful guest to share with you today. Karen Doherty is internationally recognized as one of the most reputable and skilled mediums in modern times. Since the discovery of her abilities, Karen has worked tirelessly to bring the word of spirit to those who need it most. From the UK to USA, from Asia to Australia, clients from all over the world meet with Karen to have readings, to enroll in mentorships, and share space for discussions on the power of spirit, which is exactly what we get to do now. Karen, I've been so excited to talk to you. I've been so excited to talk to you too, Lisa. Thank you for having me today. Oh my goodness, certainly. I am in awe of your gift, and it's an area of quite a bit of interest to me personally. So welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to see uh, where, where things go today. Me too. And I think these conversations sometimes do have uh, a mind of their own. We end up talking about what we're supposed to talk about, I think, on these um, these types of podcasts. 
Exactly. That's what's been happening here more and more. I always have my little list of fallback questions because I like to be prepared like that, but I love to just kind of explore together and just sort of see see what directions we go in. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to talk about all manner of things to do with mediumship today. Yay. I think that my audience is um, enough of this ilk that we don't really have to explain what mediumship is, but I certainly have questions about mediumship, the way you practice it, because I just find this so fascinating. In, in my joy school, we work on developing a strong communication with our soul selves, not necessarily to communicate with spirits, but just to be able to easily access our own higher wisdom. And so often my joy schoolers will say, it feels like I'm making it up or it's just my imagination. And my response to that is always, yes, imagination is the communication device. That's the telephone. It's going to feel like imagination because that's the tool we've been given for conducting these conversations. It doesn't make it less real because it comes through this vehicle of imagination. So I'm guessing maybe it's similar in the work you do. Like when you're teaching someone mediumship, do they ever say, oh, I think it was just my imagination? Or did you ever, you know, early on think maybe it's just my imagination? Oh, absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things that, actually can put people you know off of their own journey with this and development because they do feel like it's imagination like they're making it up somehow and I certainly felt like that as a youngster when I used to see spirit people or feel things or see other things and I used to feel like it was all in my mind or you know I used to tell maybe tell my mom about it and she would just have this way of um, not dismissing it, but sh she wasn't sure where it was coming from. So then that in turn made me feel like, well, maybe it's nothing. And I think until you become kind of um, a, a little bit more knowledgeable and sure of what that connection is, you will always feel like that. Uh, and I, you know, I would always say to anyone, and I do say to my students too, don't let it put you off, you know, um, the imagination is like the TV screen in your mind and spirit will show you things there, whether it's symbolism, whether it's pictures, images, words, uh, anything like that. It will be through the imagination and through the mind. Our mind is very much, um, you know, employed, as we say, you know, throughout the whole process of any sort of mediumship. Yeah, and I, I guess it's getting more understood today and getting a little more scientific validation. I, I mean, this is eons old, right? People have always had these gifts and abilities, and I feel like it's only now sort of being understood in, in more of a validating way so that it doesn't seem so, so woo-woo and hocus-pocus anymore. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And again, I think that the, you know, media platforms, um, TV, all, all of those have been um, so instrumental in, I think, you know, getting the word out there, moving the message forward. And I know that sometimes it can also do damage as well. So I'm very aware within mediumship, certainly, and anything to do with energy work, um, there could be things out there that, that come across you know, like myths or things that maybe aren't necessarily true. But in the main, I feel like it's actually done a service to this kind of work because people now, you know, can watch a medium on TV or, or YouTube or podcasts or anywhere. Whereas years ago, you know, that wasn't the case. It was almost just 
you knew someone who knew someone. So it was a little bit different, but the message is definitely out there more and more. Yes, absolutely. I think media can be, like you said, both a, a boon to this and, and sometimes can, can work in the other direction. And I find that the people I encounter, there are people who just it's have an easier time embracing spiritual truths and, and energetic truths. And there are some who just have a really difficult time embracing anything outside of the, the cultural conditioning. So, you know, that, that happens across the board in all sorts of uh, things that we teach at Joy School and, and paradigm shifting sorts of mm-hmm. thought patterns that we have to try on to have a more open, curious, joyful existence. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, there's so much conditioning in life and it it depends, you know, with your background, it depends what you've been through in life. And it also just depends on how you are as a person. You know, you might be someone that needs to see proof of things to believe it. You might be someone who thinks very logically and not really in tune with the emotional side of things or the soul side of things. So, you know, people are skeptical for different reasons or maybe they haven't experienced it for themselves, so they really don't know what to believe. But, you know, I always say to everyone that I speak to, whether it's at a seminar, or online, or in person, or a reading, I always say, you know, it's okay to be skeptical, it's okay to try to explore things, and it's also okay to not want to explore things, because I often say it comes at a time that is right for you, and it's not you know, it's not that we should all be the same. It's something that we have to discover for our souls when it's needed. Now, a lot of times that's circumstantial, right? I never thought of myself as a medium, never considered myself particularly psychically gifted, but I communicate all the time with my mom who passed over 10 years ago and my grandmother who just left us this past year. And truthfully, about half the time, I'm assuming that I'm making it up, but it feeds me. It just feels nourishing and healthy and positive. So I always end up saying, ah, doesn't matter if I'm making it up or not. I'm just going to keep doing it. But if I had to choose, like if I had to put money on it one way or the other, I'd have to say it does feel more real than not real. And maybe that's just from from opening to it and trying to access it. Their answers to my questions feel like they're coming from them, not like it's you know something that would have ever come from me. I agree with that, Lisa. I think that people need to just trust what they feel because we have to remember as well that spirit communication is not something that's big and bold all of the time. It can be very subtle. And so there are times that you might, you know, feel that you're receiving an answer or guidance or just a presence from spirit and you will question it. But like you said, if it feels good and if it feels nourishing and healing, then why not believe it? You know, it's not like someone is going to come along and tell you you were wrong. It's just something that you must feel for yourself. And on another note, you know, our higher selves, that part of us that is connected to spirit, we carry so much wisdom within our higher selves that we are connected to. I think sometimes we just don't take credit for because we feel like that couldn't have possibly have come from us. So maybe if we ask for certain guidance or advice on something and we receive wisdom about that, we automatically will feel like it's come from someone else. But sometimes it does come from the higher part of us, you know, that spirit part. Um, And it's just that we have to make it that it's someone external of us in order to 
receive that and believe that validation. I think sometimes we, um, you know, undervalue what we know and who we are as souls. That's so interesting. Yes, that really is cool. That makes me think about one of the, the questions that, that I always kind of come to. When I talk to my mom or my grandmother, they feel similar energetically to how they felt to me when they were here. Like their styles of humor feel the same, their patterns of speech feel the same, but they also seem to have these really wise perspectives that maybe don't quite fit with my memories of them here on this plane of existence. So I always just assumed that there's some like automatic upgrade to consciousness when a soul passes over. I don't know if that's your experience or if you're saying that's just that higher wisdom that we could always, any of us tap into and I'm sort of assigning it there yeah I think that we always can tap into that but we we don't because we are living a very physical existence here and you know it's hard to kind of continually try to strive to tap into the higher powers of things so I think sometimes we can limit our own Selves. You know, we limit what we might feel or what we see or hear. Um, and so when we pass over to spirit, uh, we, we automatically are back with spirit. We live, you know, we come from there. That is our home. So therefore, that wisdom is there and has always been there. But at that point, we are at that stage of evolvement with our soul that we and absolutely tap into it. So that's why when your loved ones come forward and maybe bring forward some wisdom that they maybe wouldn't have when they were here, it is just because they are in their own natural place now. Mm, that's really beautiful. And does it, like, do they continue to evolve over there to, to sort of higher levels of consciousness and understanding? Yeah, absolutely. They sure do. They, you know, they, they will continue to evolve and um, gather more infinite wisdom, but it won't take them far away from us here. And I think that's something that I get asked a lot of the time that, you know, if someone's mother is in the spirit side, will that mother keep evolving to the point where she can't make connection to the loved one here because she has evolved to maybe higher levels in the spirit side? And that doesn't happen. They can always connect with us, but they are on their own journey too. So when you and I go there, you know, we will continue our journey and we will continue to evolve within our wisdom and understanding of things and bring guidance and help maybe to people here but we will still always be connected to our family and loved ones because of course that bond is through the soul so that the person the people that are in your life i should say are your soul family just as those that have crossed over even you know way before you came here so maybe great grandparents great great grandparents um, they are still your soul family, even though you would not have known them in this physical element, you are still very connected to them because it is your soul family. Mm, that's how it feels. That's just kind of intuitively how it feels to me. That's really good to know. So let's talk about signs, how we how we get these signs from them. In, in Joy School, we decode signs from the universe, signs from spirit in general. And I know you've talked a lot about receiving signs specifically from past over loved ones. So how do we recognize when that's happening? 
Well, I would say the biggest thing is to recognise the feeling first and foremost. So I know that lots of people look for signs, like it's something that has to be visible to them, to their you know human eyes, if you like. And I would say always try to concentrate on how something feels because everything comes through your clear sentience, which is your clear feeling. Uh, and so if someone is trying to communicate with you, yes, they might bring signs like, certain um you know like feathers or numbers or um words or music they will bring all of those things or influence your mind to recognize those things but really it's the feeling that comes with that does that feel like your loved one does that feel like the presence of spirit it might be that you don't even recognize who that sign is from it might just be that you get a lovely warm feeling that someone is with you without having to break that down into who was that, what were they trying to say? Because sometimes I do feel like our mind jumps in and looks for answers. It's a natural human thing to do. Um, but that kind of takes it away sometimes from the feeling of that sign. So the, the, the one thing I would say is recognise how you feel in that moment, what you felt when that happened. And then, of course, looking at signs like music or numbers or feathers um another one is coins you know people receive coins uh, as well as a sign um all of these are from your loved ones but the way that they are working it is that they are influencing your mind to look out the window right at that moment in time and the bird is there or what you know you're walking along the street and the feather is there it couldn't have came from anywhere else where did it come from so they are making us look at it from that perspective too, in a way that they hope we believe that they are with us and that they made us aware of those things. Yes. Yeah. My my um, joy schoolers sometimes when we talk about signs are like a little skeptical that these things are just materializing from thin air. And like you just expressed, you know, I, I always try to put it in the framework of our little limited human brains can only fully process about 50 bits of the 400 billion bits of information around us and you know what what gets allowed through into our conscious awareness is going to be usually directed by those filter of beliefs that we create when we're really young but that in the case of signs maybe it's just some energetic presence realigning the keyhole for us because we're all just seeing reality through that keyhole right so it's not that the thing the the car with the license plate with the message got put there you know it was always going to be there but that particular license plate comes into our field of awareness through this this message of uh, uh the this process of signs i love that exactly i i absolutely love the way that you've said that and i totally agree with that and i think that when um, students or, or people that are exploring this become aware of that it changes things for them it, it makes it so much more tangible and real and and then you know I, I know in the past students have said to me that maybe they feel like they're being silly or maybe they're looking for something that's not there but they're trying to kind of bring pieces of information in just to make themselves feel better and I always say the same thing that that is not the case that there is a reason that these things are being shown to, shown to them uh, even if they can't make sense of it right in that moment yeah my grandmother and I 
talked about this a lot before she left. She was 99 when she passed this past year, and we were very close. So we had kind of playfully devised this system. I wanted to actually put together a book of like, this will mean this, and when you send me this, it will mean this. And she was always kind of vague when I tried to do that. She said that she was going to send me butterflies and coins because we had listened to a, um, an audio book once and we always found coins from my mom who had you know, died 10 years before her and repeated numbers and yellow things since yellow was her favorite color. And I wanted each of these signs to mean something different so we could sort of like make this dictionary. And whenever I tried to nail that down, her answer was always, when I send you that sign, it means I love you. You know, so I see these things all the time now, and I realize that that whole dictionary of signs idea was kind of dumb because just feeling her love from over there is all that really matters. So she had that wisdom yeah. before she got over there. <laughs> you know, it is the biggest message. You know, I think that's another thing that I'm asked a lot of. You know, what do they want to say? What what do our loved ones want to bring? Or, you know, what pieces of of wisdom do they want to share? And the biggest thing, 95% of the time, is just to allow you to know that they are there, that they live on, that they are still with you, that they can see things here, that they know what goes on in your life. And when you need upliftment, they bring that. When you need healing, they bring that. And it is that is the most important part of the message. Um, I think that back in, you know, sort of maybe 30, 40 years ago within mediumship anyway, there was this kind of focus on what's the message, you know, what do they want to say? And I think now uh, as things have progressed that we know more about mediumship or, or certainly, you know, we, we've come to a point of understanding that really the biggest message of spirit is that they are there and that they have survived and you know that they still live on uh, and i think bringing their love is the biggest thing that they can do for sure my grandmother and i had the coin thing because we had learned that and we always saw a coin every parking lot we walked across we'd see a coin and we'd know that's my mom and just always there'd be a coin a coin one coin and since my grandmother checked out this past year all the time I see two coins together. I'm getting chills just talking oh. about it. It's so cool. It's like, oh, okay, you're letting me know the two of you are together over there. You're sending me love together. Mm -hmm. I never find one coin anymore. I always see two. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. And it's funny that the coins were mentioned earlier because the, my mother is also over in spirit and that's her sign too is coin. And um, so we, me and my sisters were always finding coins, you know, when we're not looking for them in random places. And we take that as a huge message that they are there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think I've never looked up the reference, but I think there's something about pennies from heaven that sort of put that into the consciousness. I don't know, you know, exactly what yeah. that was, but yeah. Yeah, pennies from heaven, that's what I like to call it too. And I think, you know, it's funny because years and years ago, I'm talking maybe when I was seven or eight years old, uh, I remember being in my grandparents' house and there was a TV show on called Pennies from Heaven. And I remember they used to watch it every single week. And then they passed away in 2002. So I was, you know, into my 20s when they passed away. Um, and that's the first sign that started coming through. And I always remember feeling like that is because that was highlighted to me in their home. So now they know that that communication will mean something. Yeah, I love that. So, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. How, what does it feel like 
when you bring through messages from the other side, do you feel like that person's energy in you or is it more like you hear it or see it or how do you receive when, when you're doing mediumship for someone? So I receive it in all different ways. There may be, you know, I always feel them. That's the biggest thing. I always feel them step forward into my energy. I always feel their feelings. So the love, you know, maybe emotion, the grief, I feel all of those things first as they're trying to kind of make that link with me. And then I will start to see things, hear things, and those that are in the spirit side, they communicate very differently. Every single person is unique. So I might be doing a reading for someone and their father comes in and he lets me hear him more. He's more vocal. He maybe is, you know, talking to me as such. And then their mother might come in and she's just allowing me to see images or feel her because they all definitely have different styles of communication. And I think the way it works for me is the quickest way they can get the message to me or the communication to me is the easiest way for them so if the father knows that if he talks to me I will hear that clearly and that gets his communication forward uh, as quick as possible that's what will happen um, so they kind of dictate a little bit to how that works for me but really it is a meeting in the middle you know we we meet in the middle of that communication and my mediumship works in with what they need to um, so it's very different every single time and there's not although there's a, a pattern to a degree of when I first open up to spirit to make that link, I always feel them first. But after that, it can go anyway with any, you know, anyone. It's, it's a very unique experience for each person. Wow. And you said you you felt spirits from early on. Is it um, something that was just always innate to you, or did you need to to learn how to hone that gift? I definitely needed to learn how to develop that uh, once I realized what it was, but it did come very natural. And I do believe that mediums uh, connecting to those in spirit is, is something you're born with. Um, we are all born psychically. We all have a psychic ability. Every single person here has that to varying degrees. And every single person can definitely develop a psychic ability. And then there are, there are um, certain people that might be born to do the mediumship kind side of things. So that still needs development and understanding, but it seems to just be a natural thing, just the same as someone who can sing. You know, a singer, a natural singer, doesn't know how they're doing it, but they do it. You know, if you ask a singer, how do you do that? They would just say, well, I don't know. I just it's just there and that for me is how my mediumship was like I would see spirit very easily and hear them and I always knew all through my childhood I always knew there was this other world that we couldn't see but nobody had told me that and even though my grandmother on my father's side she was mediumistic herself and she did uh, you know do tea leaves and things and and she was a healer and her sister was also a medium I didn't know that when I was younger. It wasn't until much later uh, I heard about that. But even then, although they were, you know, connected in that way, nobody ever told me what was happening. It was just something that I knew was from somewhere else. 
And then once I did realise and once it became more intense with me, I went to a medium for some advice and they told me I was a medium, which I didn't believe at that point. I just couldn't believe it because I had always been very attracted to watching mediums work and I had read lots of books from an early age on mediumship, but not because I thought I was a medium, just because, you know, it was a, a very passionate feeling of mine to, to look into that. Um, so when I realised, I definitely had to then understand what was taking place and do some development. Uh, it didn't ever scare me as such, but I do think there was points where it became quite overwhelming. Like when I first started really understanding what was taking place, it was almost like the door had been open a little, you know, all through my life. But then when I opened the door fully, through my understanding, it's like I I was a little bit overwhelmed on how to deal with this amount of communication that was coming through. Um, so I think a couple of times through my development, I felt a little bit exhausted or a little bit um, just a feeling of you know this is this is a lot you know this is a big responsibility because mediumship is a big responsibility because you're continually um, tuning into other people's energy all the time whether it's in this world or or the next you know you're continually tuned in um so it can become a lot if you're not aware of what you're doing or not aware of how to handle that so you you talked about some of your relatives being healers and mediumship in itself is is such a healing modality for so many people do you find that to be the focus of of the work that you do, that people come to you really to be healed from maybe relationships that, that weren't you know, completely addressed to completion before the person was gone? Yeah, definitely. I mean, mediumship in itself is, is to heal. You know, that is what mediumship should do. And whether that's someone that comes for a psychic reading, which would be more about them and their life here, they still might need healing through you know, relationships or something that they've been through in their lives. So you can still heal even on a psychic level. And then obviously on a mediumistic level, which is connecting to the other side, they will have things to bring forward to their loved one to enable that healing to take place, healing of grief or healing of a relationship, or just in general, they will want to come and heal the person if they're in pain. So in, in all aspects, it is healing. That's what mediumship should be. I always say to people, you should leave after the reading feeling uh, healed and, and comfortable and calm. You should never leave a reading feeling um, more upset or, or feeling like you need further answers. You should feel in that moment that you your soul got what it needed. Um, and I'm not saying that the person then wouldn't want to really go for another reading or come back again, but really in that session that, that a medium does with their client which should be a level of healing that takes place on whatever level is needed that's beautiful is, is that different or do you ever also get input or i know a lot of the guests on this show have been in contact with spirit guides and just that whole team on the other side do messages from spirit guides come through as well is it exclusively loved ones can you pick and choose who you're communicating with you can to a degree. I mean, I think when someone comes to me, I can really tune into what they need. So if someone comes to me and I feel that it's about their life here, like relationships, family, work, all of 
the aspects of physical life, I know where I have to go for the answers for that for them. I can tune into their soul's path. I can tune into what might be right or wrong for them or what might feel right or wrong for them. And then if they need someone from spirit, if there's a grief there or they need to speak with their loved one because they miss them, then that's what takes place. And likewise, guides and helpers, their spirit team. I mean, their spirit team will always be there overseeing the whole thing anyway. But if it's specifically something to do with their own spiritual development, then that would come from their guides and helpers. So it, it can happen on all of those levels. Um, and, and I suppose for me specifically, I feel that if someone wants to connect with their guides, for instance, for their reading, um, it's important to me to kind of bring a, a little bit of the educational side of things too, where I can help them to learn to connect with their guides themselves or tune into their higher self so that they can receive the wisdom that they carry um, so that they're not dependent on someone else giving them the answers. Because I think sometimes with readings, sometimes if someone's a bit lost in life or lost with something, they want someone else to tell them. Because I want to help empower them and make them aware that this is where you go to find this. This is where your guides and spirit team can connect with you and you can receive that wisdom directly. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Every episode, I give the listeners a home play assignment, something to take into their lives that's, you know, sprung from the conversation. I wonder if there's any really kind of little abbreviated tip or starter point that you could offer that, that uh, the listeners could start to develop that ability to access their guides and as you called it, the spirit team. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing I tell everyone is meditation. Now, meditation is a word that I feel sometimes gets played out a little bit. You know, like we hear about meditation all the time. Everyone kind of knows what it is now or in the main people know what it is, but people still confuse it, meaning they feel like they must sit down for an hour in a day to find that quiet place to get their mind out of the way to to meditate and that's not that's not the deal at all with meditation I mean you can do that obviously it's a great thing to do um if you have the time and if you can do that but not everyone in life can find that time or not everyone in life can find it easy to you know just go into that quiet space it could be because of their home life it could be because they're so busy there's so many reasons for that so meditation is is a key part of this so that you can feel your spirit team or hear from your spirit team. But meditation can come in many forms. And one of the things I always tell people is go for a walk in nature, you know, go for a walk along the beach or go for a walk in 
in amongst woodland or just somewhere that you feel calm and relaxed because that is meditation too and ask your spirit guides to come forward ask them to give you a sign that they are there now it's not going to happen in that moment and i think this is another thing that we can be confused about. So yes, we have a spirit team and if we ask them to step forward, they will. And you have that belief, but also you have to realize that it can take time for that message or those words or that feeling to filter through every human aspect of things. So it might be that you ask your guides and helpers to come forward to give you a message or to let you know that you have connected with them, but it might be a week later that you suddenly receive that or that something comes up and you know undoubtedly know within your soul that it's came from there so i think you know finding that quiet place whatever that might mean for you uh, and it is unique to you is vital it's a vital part to connect but also the belief and the trust that your guides and helpers have been with you for your whole physical existence here so far. So they're not going to leave and they are going to give you the signs that are needed. Mm, love that. Yeah. And it, I think a lot of people assume, well, if I had spirit helpers, they wouldn't have let this bad thing happen when so often it's those yeah. things that we determine, you know, we, we think of as those unwanted circumstances that are leading us to our higher truth and evolving and, and greatest joy. Well, I think there's, you know, we have to remember we have free will, you know, our guides and the helpers, uh, and indeed our loved ones that are there, you know, they can't determine the outcome of our life. They can't interfere with our decisions because we have free will and we have free will so that we can make our own discoveries and choose our own path so that we learn valuable lessons and we learn things about us. So if, for instance, your spirit team were to step in and guide you through every decision. If you were going to, let's say, make a, a, a wrong decision in that moment, and you had a guide stepping in to tell you not to do that, then it means that our life is not our life. It means that we are, you know, controlled by someone else, which is never the case. So we do have to realize that free will plays a massive part. And even though we might look back in hindsight, which is obviously a great thing, but when we look back, we might think, oh, you know this, I knew I shouldn't have done that, or I knew I shouldn't have said that or made that choice. The reason you knew that was because your soul was telling you that that's maybe not the correct thing or that's not the correct path. But what happens is our mind jumps in and the human side of us, the want in us, you know, it might be that we want a different path at that moment in time and we take that. So that what the soul needs and what the human wants is two different things. And I think that our guides and helpers do try to guide us to what is needed for us, but it is up to us to listen at the end of the day. Yeah, that's great. Now you can change the direction that you're pointing the energy at any time, right? There's no, <laughs> there's no actual um, future that is so written in stone that it can't be redirected by, by just pointing our energy differently. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's so refreshing to hear that. It's refreshing to me to hear that people know that because I think there are people out there that, and through no fault of their own, but there are there are people that maybe feel like they're let down at times from spirit or that they feel like, why didn't I get a, a warning about a certain person in my life that maybe, you know, it didn't turn out right through relationship or friendship or even family. But 
like that can't happen. We are here to walk our own path and no psychic, no medium, no nobody can tell us what's right. And I think that although as mediums we can pick up on like your friends said, you know, like your your psychic friends, they can pick up on energy where it's pointed, what might feel to be the right path. We can't influence someone's decision. Like morally that's wrong. So Like I couldn't say to a client, well, I think you should do X, Y and Z because I feel that's right for you. I can only say this is where the energy is around that situation and this is your choice. So it it really does put it back in the hands of of the client. Yeah, that's great. One of my friends, she's a neighbor and she's not of this ilk. Like she just, she laughs and rolls her eyes at all the things that I'm into. And she just very, very recently lost her mom and has been really grieving a lot with that. And I made mention of, you know, there's a ways you could talk to your mom. And she said, yeah, I'll know it's real if my mom says, lose 20 pounds and get a husband. (laughs) And I was like, okay, Nikki, there's a chance that she might have a different sort of messaging for you now, you know? So that goes back to, I think what we were talking about, like they, they probably do get a little bit different perspective on what they want for us when they're (laughs) over there. Yeah. And, you know, and also you have to remember that uh, you know, someone who crosses over, so like your mum's in the spirit side and mine's is too. And I know that my mum wouldn't necessarily want to come back and, you know, kind of tell me things that maybe wouldn't empower me in a certain way. So it might be that in this life, um, your friend's mum, for instance, um, you know, had said, you know, lose 20 pounds, you know, find a husband or whatever it might have been. But um when she's over in the spirit side, she might have a similar theme to a message. She might be saying, you know, well, this might help you in life or this is what you're looking for and I know that this might help it, you know, that kind of thing. Not necessarily about the 20 pounds or the husband, but just in a general way. They do want to help us find our happiness, but they can't really direct us in that in a way like they knew us here. So my mum would know certain things about me here and know you she would know what would motivate me or or what might help me and with certain words um, but from the spirit side I'm quite sure that she might still have a similar message but it would come across a completely different way because she would want to come and empower that and help and uplift and I think that's the thing you know they still have their personalities so if someone you know if someone had a, a quirky personality or they could be a little bit dry with their humor that's all still there that doesn't leave the person when they cross over um, but to help someone in this physical realm they definitely come in with a higher wisdom yeah beautiful so for home day y'all this is familiar a lot of our very wise guests have recommended this find where in your life you can go inward and be still and be quiet this is the only way you're going to be able to receive any of this and then just trust that even if you don't get that sign or that answer or that feeling that you're looking for immediately that it's going to show up and is there anything we can add to that any kind of little tool or trick for for recognizing the signs when they show up 
I mean, I think that you've you've just said it perfectly well about the quiet, but I understand that life is very busy and, you know, we do have this, we live in this noisy world now, especially now, where everything is so, you know, technological and, and all the rest of it and lives move very quickly. So sometimes it's hard to find that quiet space. So I don't want any of the listeners to feel that if they don't find that quiet space, it means that they're not going to receive communication because they still will feel communication or hear communication but the spirit side of life have to work so much harder if we don't create that space um so like i said before it's not that you might receive you can meditate for an hour in a day you can maybe sit down and say okay today i'm going to meditate for this hour and hopefully receive communication and you might come out of that meditation feeling like well you know, I felt quiet and at peace and calm, but I didn't really receive anything. And that can put someone off. Um, but it doesn't mean that the communication wasn't taking place. It just means that, like I said, it filters through later. You know, it'll come through a different way. And remembering what I said about the communicators and spirit communicating differently every single time, it might just mean in that moment, if your father, for instance, is in spirit and you were trying to make that communication happen, it might just be that in that time frame, your father couldn't get the blending into place to make that happen, but it doesn't mean he won't be working on that still. And I tell people all the time, students or clients, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and you think that you're walking this life by yourself or you don't feel the communication so you just feel like it's not there. But there's lots that goes on behind the scenes. So what I would say is apart from being in the quiet is to be vigilant, you know, understand that if they can't communicate while you're in the quiet place, if you can find that quiet place, then they might try to communicate in different ways like pieces of music like that's a huge one for me where a song will come on that I would associate with a person over in spirit so for me music's always been a big part of things for me so I know that the spirit side will find that easy to communicate with me through music so for your listeners and for any clients um, that would be listening I would say remember that your loved one knows you very well so they're going to know how your mind works. They're going to know when they can reach out to you, when you're going to be most susceptible to that, you know, communication taking place. But you also have to do your part of that as well, which is to be vigilant. And if, it, say, for instance, it is music, if a piece of music comes on and it was your father's song, then don't let your mind come into that and say, well, yeah, but that just came on because, you know, that song always plays on the radio or, you know, whatever excuse that you come up with, just take it that it was your dad communicating. And that helps them to deepen that communication in the future too. I love, love, love everything that you've shared. I'm going to make an appointment with you for sure. And tell the listeners how to follow up with you, find you. So anyone can go onto the website. It is karenpsychic.com. Um, it's a really easy website to navigate and everything's on there. There is, you know, appointment scheduling on there. There's also a mentorship that I offer on there too for those who are developing their psychic ability or mediumship or even those that are questioning that. Um, there's a form that can be filled in where you can ask questions. It's me that answers questions only me um that works from my website so 
it is a very personal thing for me because I feel like it's so important to continue to educate and help people and help development. And likewise, um, for readings and things, that people can get it there as well on karenpsychic.com. You can go onto my Facebook also, which is Karen Doherty Medium and Mentor, if you are on Facebook. Is there anything that's on your heart that we didn't get a chance to talk about? No, I feel like we talked about a lot, you know, I feel like we kind of covered a lot of bases um, within the mediumistic world, but also from this side of things as well, you know, I like the way that we, we managed to discuss um, how it feels for the people here, because quite often as a medium, I talk about spirit realm, I talk about how it feels for them, which of course is immensely important um, in, in the whole thing. But also it is important to recognise that the people that are still here that are left behind when someone passes, or the people here that are struggling with life, because life can be very difficult in, in many different ways, um, especially again, I would say now with the way things have been, um, it's important to also talk about what it means for us here and how it's okay to feel emotional or how it's okay to look for empowerment somewhere or guidance somewhere. So I have really, really enjoyed the conversation and I so appreciate you um, asking me to be here today. Oh, thank you, Karen. And that reminds me, I'm glad you said that because um, I've heard you talk about how these communications are healing for them as well on the other side that they need healing as much as we need the healing and that's not something I had heard before that's that's a really fascinating thing to to think about yeah I think that that's one of the biggest things um for me anyway within my mediumship and when I teach it's because I feel like in a way, I think humans are very much in that moment about what they need. So, you know, if someone's going through grief, obviously they are desperate to hear from their loved one. Or if they are having a difficult time, say, in a relationship here, they are desperate for answers or guidance. And so in that way, then it makes us feel like we want spirit to come forward to give us that communication to help us. But I often say, you know, that your loved ones in spirit need that validation too. They need to know that they are remembered. They need to know that they are loved. Remember when we cross over, although we will know where we are and we will be back home, we will grieve for our physical life because we will want to hug our children. We will want to you know, live that life that we loved. Uh, in many different ways so there is a grief that happens on the other side too and although it's not the same as the physical grief that we have here because obviously in spirit we know where we are and we know that we can still be with our loved ones and that we live on whereas for the people here it's very final uh, at times so it is a different kind of grief but nevertheless it is a grief and that it has to be a healing on both sides and when someone comes to communicate I know afterwards when I thank the person in spirit for coming uh, through the reading, I can feel the upliftment in spirit. I can feel that they feel so settled because they got to talk to their daughter or got to you know, give advice or, or wisdom. So it actually definitely helps on both sides for that healing to take place. But I appreciate this so much, and you and I will stay in touch. And listeners, just go have a beautiful, beautiful January. Continue to embrace all of this wonderful knowledge that um, we've been exposed to today. And I love you all. I'll see you in a few weeks. Bye. Thank you so much.
Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. Much love. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.